Jimmy Butler, he's a very interesting player to me. Just goes to show the off, the offense for the Dallas Stars could not keep up. And when the defense needed to step up, the Lightning's offense just overpowered them. It, it makes it almost impossible for their uh, for their bats to get going or have any confidence in the locker room when you're getting absolutely hosed on the uh, defensive end. It's like, oh shoot, I don't know where to go with the ball because I haven't been able to think. It's their defense, man. These are Patrick, TJ, Watt. And you saw Luca. I'm very intrigued to see how Luca bounces back after his first playoff series. For next season, there are massive free agents like Giannis. And if Giannis goes to a team like the Heat, like I said before, um, I expect them to win the championship. Four teams who could win the AFC in my mind, legitimately. Steelers, Chiefs, Titans, Ravens. Stay undefeated when they face the Mighty Mighty Cowboys with Garrett Gilbert and Tony Pollard. It was a great series. Game four was one of the best games I've ever watched in my entire life. So happy when the Astros lost because it would definitely be a 2020 thing to have the Astros win a World Series and then you have to hear them. Now LeBron's a four-time champion and Anthony Davis gets his first. That's just, it's unacceptable. Yeah, I was impressed by their game. Braden Point, Andre Palat, uh, Nikita Kucherov, that was the best line in the playoffs, no doubt. Um, I think you have two established number one wide receivers in Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. And I think you have an emerging star in C.D. Lamb. Hey everyone, I'm Jared Sandler and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up y'all? Welcome to our 88th episode. Make sure to check out our last episode reviewing our MLB trade predictions, which is when we tried to predict what would happen at the MLB trade deadline, but we didn't fare that well, so we talked about that in our last episode, but let's talk about the whole trade deadline, Austin, starting with the Rich Hill trade. What are your thoughts on that trade? Yeah, so obviously none of these happened uh, on the, not none of these, but the majority of these did not happen on the trade deadline day. Uh, most of these happened beforehand, and uh, that includes this one. Um, it was Rich Hill uh, to the Mets for catcher Matt uh, Dyer and Tommy Hunter. So um, it's an interesting, interesting trade for the Mets as they try to beef up their uh, rotation, but... Uh, the Rays, I don't really understand it as they obviously lost Tyler Glass now uh, to a season-ending injury. And so trading away one of your better or top-end uh, rotation guys, I don't think was the best move. What are your thoughts? Yeah, because if you want to go younger, that's fine. But you had just traded for the 41-year-old Nelson Cruz, so that's why it makes it interesting. But the Rays are just a team that flips for older guys for prospects like they trade Diego Castillo. But somehow they're atop the AL East. And you also talk about the Tyler Adamas, Willie Adamas trade. Uh, they have Wander Franco, who's playing incredible right now. So they just got a lot of talent in their prospects. But I do agree, it does seem perplexing, but... They're atop of the AL East, so can't argue with that. But now I think we can move on to 
the biggest blockbuster so far, and that is Adam Frazier, the all-star from the Pirates to the Padres for right fielder Jack Sawinski, um, right-hand pitcher Mitchell Milano, and Torco Putita Marcano, who's the headline player of the deal. But Sawinski is, at the time of the trade, had an OPS of 950, and Mitchell Milano had 59 strikeouts in 30 innings. What are your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, so that strikeout rate is absolutely insane. Uh, I don't think I can even fathom that being the case. But, uh, yeah, um, I like this trade for the Padres, um, especially if they can uh, beef up their uh, middle infield, which already is great. But, obviously, Tatis is out with a little bit of an injury with his shoulder. Uh, so, uh, I feel like Adam Frazier could fill in that shortstop right now and then move back to uh, the outfield or otherwise. Um, when he comes back, um, I feel like it's an interesting, interesting trade for the Pirates. However, uh, I know why they did it. Um, there's a chance that Adam Frazier leaves, and so they, they're deciding to uh, try to get prospects uh, in this place. Yeah, and more on the Padres' side, Adam Frazier was one of the leaders in batting average. So to add that type of bat to your lineup, to already an incredible lineup. That's just incredible. And the Pirates, they're definitely not contending, and I think they just thought sell high on Adam Frazier. Um, They did get a nice return, but we won't know for sure until we see these guys in the big leagues. Let's move on to the Pirates trading once again in They traded Clay Holmes to the Yankees for third baseman Diego Castillo and second baseman Hoy Park. This does fill a need for the Yankees because y'all have struggled. Or is that too nice of a word um, with your late inning uh, pitchers? Yeah, our early pitching has been subpar to say the very least uh, as of late. Um after coming into the season hot, red hot, and being one of the best in baseball uh, in previous years, this year has not been the same, and picking up a pitcher here I think is good. I also like this trade for the Pirates. It wasn't playing exceptional for them, and getting a prospect uh, I think definitely helps uh, them in the future. Yeah, um, like connecting to football, Jimmy Johnson, the great uh, trade uh, robbery, he said, you can never have too many picks. And if you want to convert it to baseball, you can never have too many prospects. Because that means you can just find more good players out of the how many. more players you have, the more chances there are. So if you're a betting person, you're welcome. So now I think we can move on to the Cubs trading. Uh, Andrew Chafin to the A's for right-handed pitcher Daniel Valencia and right fielder Greg Dietchman. That's I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but Dietchman is also a very nice uh, corner infield who has a high on base percentage, and he's only 21 years old. And that's Palencia, and he has a fastball sitting around 97 to 99. So Cubs once again adding more prospects. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, this was the first of many trades by the uh, the Cubs. Uh, we'll get to all of them soon enough. But, uh, yeah, I like this trade for the A's as they uh, try to make a run right now. Obviously, they don't want to be in the wild card situation if they could pass Houston, which they're hoping this trade can help them do. They will. So, uh, I like this trade. Andrew Chafin's been a historically above-average pitcher, so I don't think this trade is necessarily bad. But, obviously, the Cubs are willing to sell him for – probably less than he, what he's worth because the Cubs are trying to sell everybody right now. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Now we'll talk to you. You and I have talked about this off air, but Mariners trade star pitcher, Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero to the Astros, their in league rival for Abraham Toro and right hand pitcher, Joe Smith. What are your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, so you already know this, but I hated this trade when it happened, and I still do now. Obviously, Seattle's still in the running for uh, the wildcard spot, and even potentially the division if they go on a really, really hot streak and Houston starts to falter. So trading one of the best relievers in baseball for uh, prospects in this instance, especially when you haven't made the playoffs for so long, uh, I don't think it's the right move. Yeah. Um, different from the Rays, because the Rays have, they did it, I think, a little bit last year. Or maybe this is the first time with trading Rich Hill. But he wasn't truly a star. He was just a big, he was part of their rotation. Um, but the main thing in this trade was to get Abraham Toro, the third baseman. Because the reliever Joe Smith they received is 37 years old in front of the what I saw from Jeff Passan is a lot of baseball nerds think Toro is a very, really good prospect. And uh, Graveman was this is an expiring contract. But to, I do see your point, but just from the rebuilding, it makes sense. But from a player standpoint and not pushing for it, I can see why the clubhouse got mad which is what inevitably happened. But I think we can move on now to the Pirates, once again trading Tyler Anderson to the Mariners for catcher Carter Bins and Joaquin Tejeda. So Mariners adding a rotation piece, which you can never have too much too much of. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so they add a rotation piece after losing a pitcher uh, in Kendall Graveman. Um Obviously, it's patching up a uh, a gash in their system, and uh, hopefully he can help them reach a playoff spot, and I, I'm sure that's what they're hoping. But for the Pirates, uh, again, they're selling high on a lot of guys that were playing well for their team and hoping that they can turn them, uh, into, or they can turn them into good prospects. Yeah, now we go to the Yankees trading away left-hand pitcher Justin Wilson and right-hand pitcher Luis Cesar to the Reds for a player to be named later. This kind of was an af this was a prequel to the trades of the Yankees because they are trying unlike one, another team we'll get to to stay under the luxury tax. So, they're just getting rid of some salary there because they definitely added a lot of salary in their other trades. What are your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, not really with the Gallo trade, but with the Rizzo trade, yeah. There was a lot more cap added on, 
And so uh, them making these moves, obviously, with Sessa and Wilson. Um, while I like Sessa and Wilson was pitching fine, uh, making these moves to stay under the luxury tax was the biggest uh, reason for them making this move. Now we go to the Rockies actually making a trade, which is a so another surprising thing that happened on this trade deadline is as they traded away right-hand pitcher Michael Givens to the Reds for right-hand pitcher Noah Davis and right-hand pitcher Case Williams. So the Reds adding some depth um, to their row, uh, to their bullpen, which is something you can never have too much of. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so again, it's another team trying to bolster their bullpen so that they can try to make a playoff push. Obviously, the Reds are probably closer than most of the teams above them besides like the A's and the Yankees. But uh, the Reds have been hot lately, and if Michael Gibbons can help them out, get some mid-inning work in, and work them out of some uh, tough situations, I feel like they'd be happy trading away two prospects for that type of work. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that there. Now we go to the Marlins trading away center fielder Starling Marte in cash to the Athletics for left-hand pitcher Jesus Lozardo. And that's on the border of Blockbuster, but this is a great pickup, I think, in mind for both teams. Marlins add a great pitcher in Jesus, and to add to an already um high potential um starting rotation one six though gets healthy and more prospects in their pipeline but now the athletics get a guy into Marte who's a great defensive player that's quite a defensive lineup but also a great player to steal bags what are your any more thoughts on this yeah, so obviously Marte is not going to be starting in center because of Loriano's defensive uh, abilities. But this is a great pickup by both teams, I believe. Lazardo, while he hasn't been pitching exceptionally this year, definitely has a lot of potential. So uh, I feel like it's the best of both worlds here. Marlins get a, a, a great young pitcher who, while not playing great right now, I think will be a good pitcher in the future. And starting Marte obviously will try to assist the Athletics on their playoff push. Now we go to the Diamondbacks trading infielder Eduardo Escobar to the Brewers for catcher slash outfielder slash first baseman Cooper Hummel and third baseman Alberto Ciprian. So they're just missing a second baseman to have um, a team or all the positions filled out in this trade. Yeah, and Eduardo uh, uh, Escobar was obviously an all-star, so I feel like this is a good pickup for the Diamondbacks. Um, and I understand why both teams made this trade. The Brewers are obviously uh, at the top of their division and are definitely contenders as long as they can get past anybody in the West. Uh, and so they're trying to do that by making this move and picking up another all-star to their team. Yeah, the corner infield spots have been a need, and they have struggled with with Yell- without Yelich as he's battling that back injury. But now we'll move on to the um, Rangers, this trade. So Joey Gallo trade and left-handed pitcher Jolie Rodriguez to the Yankees for right-handed pitcher Glenn Otto, second baseman Ezekiel Duran, 
shortstop Josh Smith, and second baseman slash outfielder Trevor Hopper. So it was sad that Joey Gallo got traded, um, but it does fulfill a defensive need in center field because that's where I think y'all are going to be playing him. But I'd be cautious to play him at as an everyday center fielder just given his height and how he has to cover so much ground in center field. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the Yankee, uh, the Yankees, as of late, have been using him more as a left fielder, and I'm fine with that because we still have Gardner, and Gardner's a great defender. So as long as there's a lefty, I mean a righty pitching, I feel like Gardner will start in center. Uh, however, Judge or Gallo will start in center if it's a, uh, a lefty pitcher, as Gardner does struggle against those. But yeah, I like this pickup, and obviously the Rangers got back uh, a good haul for one of their uh, best players of recent history. Uh, best homegrown players too, because Gibson, um, Lance Lynn haven't really been homegrown. Not even Andrews and Joey Gallo. So I wish they had started earlier, and then Joey Gallo remains Ranger, but can't get everything we want in the Dallas area when talking about sports teams. But now we talk about the Indians trading second baseman Cesar. Hernandez to the White Sox for left-handed pitcher Connor Pinkleton. So this first fills a need for the White Sox at second baseman after losing Madrigal as uh, to injury at this point when they were trading in a way. We'll get to what happened to Madrigal later on. But do you have any concerns about who they traded away? Uh, here, no. Obviously, the Indians are assuming that they don't make the playoffs, even though they're closer than they probably would like to be to the playoffs. And what I mean by that is that they're not going to get a great draft pick if they stay where they are. Um, but Cesar Hernandez is definitely a quality uh, middle infielder, and I feel like the White Sox are giving up a a comparable prospect to where C- uh, Cesar is going to give them, uh, especially skill-wise, this season. And now... Um... We go to, I think I skipped over a trade, which is when the Marlins traded right-handed pitcher Yimmy Garcia to Astros for outfielder Brian De La Cruz and right-handed pitcher Austin Pruitt. So, uh, my bad on that. But um, they did lose a rotation piece, um, but they had fulfilled it with the previous trade when they got Jesus in the Starling Marte trade. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it made total sense. Obviously, the Astros needed to add another pitcher as they're losing some of the injury. But uh, I definitely feel like it makes sense that uh, the Marlins make this trade. As like you said, they obviously traded for a pitcher right before this. Now we go to the Nationals trade where they left it, where they traded left-handed pitcher Brad Hand to the Blue Jays for catcher Riley Adams. So... Blue Jays were a team I was curious on what they would do because they did make some big signings with Springer and Simeon, but they're sort of in that rebuilding stage. But they did make some trades because they are closer than the Yankees in the wild card, I think, or are the Yankees closer? Who? Oh, Blue Jays are a game behind the Yankees currently. Okay. Okay. So I had that flipped. But... Given that situation, they make a trade 
for a reliever, which makes sense if they're trying since they're trying to make a playoff push. That's why I'm seeing with this move. What are your thoughts? Yeah, obviously Brad Hand is a former two-time All-Star, so uh, he's a quality pitcher. And while he is having a lackluster season, uh, to his standards, only a three-eight-three uh, ERA, which isn't bad, but isn't great. Um, I feel like he'll have a lot of add to add to this potential uh, playoff team in Toronto. Yeah, and Brad Hand is a veteran as he's thirty-one which is something rare in the Blue Jays. So he could be offering his veteran leadership as part of the trade. You have, you got something? Yeah, I messed up. I thought he was a two-time All-Star, then I looked it up to check myself. He's a three-time All-Star, so my bad on that. I thought he was two-time. He was three-time. That's on me. Well, Blue Jays are glad that it's a three-time All-Star. But now I think we can move on to the Royals trading left-handed pitcher Danny Duffy and cash to the Dodgers for a player to be named later. So Dodgers adding once again, a rotation piece or just another pitcher as they gear up for the postseason Once again, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the Dodgers have been making a lot of moves and I feel like Danny Duffy can fulfill another starting pitcher role, but as we'll get to later, um, they're signing a lot of starter pitchers or trading for them. So um, we're going to have to see if they move some of these guys to the bullpen to work some later innings or just to work spot starts when they need them. Now we go to the Rays, once again, trading someone else key to them, and that is right-handed pitcher Diego Castillo to the Mariners for right-handed pitcher JT Chargois and third baseman Austin Shenton. So... I don't really understand the Rays, but they're at the top of the AL East, as we said. But Mariners, you could see this was probably influenced by the clubhouse. Yeah, definitely. Um, I sort of understand it, and that's only meaning that they only made the trade because of uh, the uh, their clubhouse obviously being very angry at them. Obviously, they would like to keep Kendall Graveman. I don't know why they traded him in the first place, but it's an ex- acceptable filler for the time being yeah that's true and he does have some playoff experience to help the mariners but still um doesn't help uh fully replace kendall graveman but now we get to the another yankees move and that is trading for first baseman anthony rizzo and giving up alexander viscano and outfielder Kevin Alcantara. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so this, I think it's a good trade for, uh, uh, obviously, the Yankees. Um, they pick up Andy Rizzo, and we've had, I say we mean the Yankees. The Yankees have had a lot of injury issues at first base. Mike Ford hasn't been playing well, and obviously Luke Voigt, who obviously, I said obviously like four times right there, but uh, he led the league, uh, the AL, in home runs last year, and I think is a quality player. And I don't know necessarily if we bring back Rizzo after this season. Maybe Luke Voigt gets healthy and we just continue on with Voigt. Maybe this is just to make sure that um, uh, we have a solid first baseman for this season. Maybe Rizzo goes back to the Cubs next year. We we don't know. But I, I like this trade for the Yankees. It shows that we're still trying to make the playoffs. And um, it 
like I said, handles down that first base and spot where we've had a lot of injury concerns. Yeah, Rizzo is also a better, one of the best defensively at first base. Um, and him and Gallo are great lefty bats. Um, and it they're great at hitting it out of the park. So Cashman, once again, doubles down on just hitting it out of the park, and that's going to be his offense. And I think this would have been a perfect deadline if the Yankees got a rotational piece, but they didn't. So, um, or that's one thing I think would have made perfect. And I don't like the idea of just trying to hit it out of the park. I like having speed, but... It's we'll see how it happens. It worked well for y'all in 2017. Any more thoughts? Yeah, I'd also like to mention that I think it also would have been a perfect deadline if we were uh, would have acquired Trevor Story. I feel like that would have been another important piece. That I feel I feel like if we added Trevor Story, especially defensively speaking, as Gleyber Torres has struggled lately uh, defensively, I think that really would have helped out uh, the Yankees this season. But obviously, neither of those moves that we mentioned were made, so. Uh, it's still a great uh, deadline, but obviously not perfect. Trevor Story also would have helped with what I was talking about um, with base running and adding speed as he has 17 stolen bases this year, but it didn't happen. So we can move on and go to the Nationals trading right-handed pitcher Daniel Hudson to the Padres for right-handed pitcher Mason Thompson. So... Padres add another reliever, which is a good thing um, because that's something they struggled with, sort of, because they just didn't have enough relievers due to their starting problems in the playoffs. But like I said, you can never have too many um, good relievers because you never know what might happen in a playoff game. Any thoughts? Yeah, so obviously Daniel Hudson has won. I don't know why I keep on saying obviously. Daniel Hudson has won a championship in 2019. He closed out the uh, the World Series Game 7 against the Astros. Um, so I, I think this is a solid pickup for the Padres, who are obviously in a very tough division and are probably going to have to go to the wildcard game uh, to have a chance of winning the World Series. I don't think they'll be able to catch the Giants, especially with how the Giants are playing currently and with the Padres being, I think, six games behind them. Um or maybe five now because I think the Giants lost yesterday and the Padres won. Actually, six point five. Six point five. Okay. Well, that's that's a tough hill to climb, especially against a team as hot as the Giants are currently. Yeah, and the Giants made a move at the very end. But good segue is a guy the Padres were close to getting was Max Scherzer, but the Dodgers hop in and get Scherzer. Not only Scherzer. And they, get, they also get shortstop Trey Turner, but it cost them with giving up Kiebert Ruiz, pitcher Josiah Gray, outfielder Donovan Casey, and right-handed pitcher Jerry Dahl Khalil. The main thing being Ruiz, who's the number one prospect in the Dodgers system. I'm a little surprised, though, that the Nationals gave up Turner. Um, because he was, he was young and they had still more, more control over him for another year, I think. 
but not surprised with Scherzer because he does have an expiring contract. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know necessarily if I call Trey Turner young, but he's definitely not old. 28, I don't know if that's young. It's it's on the edge, but I understand your point. Having more control over him, you probably could have gotten more from him next year, especially with how he's playing right now, being an exceptional player in this league. Um, but the Dodgers are definitely uh, potent, uh, and we'll probably see that in the coming uh, months of baseball. Yeah, and I think given that Corey Seager is a free agent this year, do you think the Dodgers are just going to let him go, which makes it even more possible for the Yankees scenario where they get Corey Seager? It's an interesting uh, situation. I don't think they let him go, obviously, this year, but maybe in the offseason. I don't really know what happens. Uh, they are stockpiled at the infield, especially with Gavin Lux being a great second baseman. So I don't really know how this works out, but it's going to be interesting to see. They, they, it seems like they have way too many good players right now, which is well, not necessarily not a, a bad problem. Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad issue. Yeah, I beat you to that punch. Um, and, of course, I think we should talk about it. I don't see a big problem because it costs them. A lot of people have complained about the them being like $40 million over the luxury tax or in the luxury tax. I kind of like the idea of a luxury tax because if you want to go pay that money, they you have to actually pay more money. So it kind of incentivizes teams to not do it, but it's not hard cap because the Dodgers are the only team that are in the luxury tax. The Yankees are like a couple thousand away, but they're still under the luxury tax. I'm curious what you think. It's an interesting situation. Um, I agree with you. I don't think it's all that big of a deal as long as there is a hefty luxury task, tax. And if they're willing to pay it, I mean, that's just how it works. I, it's a lot more money for the team, and it's much more money than they're actually paying on the players. So uh, if they're willing to pay it, then I guess uh, it, it, I, I think it's fine. Uh, it, it's... It's tough, especially for a team that cannot afford what the Dodgers are currently doing. They're $89 million over the Yankees' current cap situation. They're not even paying over two hundred, dollars uh, technically two hundred one, but because of what the Rangers are doing. Thank you, Rangers. Uh, they're not really paying over two hundred. dollars So uh, it's an interesting situation that only a few teams could find themselves in, and the Dodgers are one of those. Well, yeah, and it's there have been teams in the past like – Pretty sure it's 2007 Yankees. They were the highest. They had the highest payroll, and they did not win a World Series then. So this doesn't necessarily guarantee the Dodgers a championship because they still have to go out and win it. But it does greatly increase their chances. Yeah, definitely. So I think now we can move on to the Orioles trading right-handed pitcher Sean Armstrong to the Rays for cash. So the Rays are the third lowest, have the third lowest payroll right now. So they're getting a little bit of extra cash. They're one of those teams that you're talking about. They really don't have that type of cash like the Dodgers. Yeah, I definitely agree. And here they're just trying to build up more cap space to have an opportunity to contend. And obviously, they're leading the AL East, so 
Uh, they're doing something right. Yeah, now we move on to the Pirates. Once again, trading a player. This time it's left-handed pitcher Braden Ogle to the Phillies for catcher Abraham Gutierrez. So the Phillies making one of a trade that they get a reliever, which is what they need. They need pitching desperately, but they don't have a great farm system. Um, so it, it was difficult for them to compete with teams, but they get one here. Any other thoughts? Uh, not really. Obviously, like you mentioned, the Phillies are adding a pitcher, and that, that'll help them go to uh, to have a chance uh, at making the playoffs as they're a little bit far behind, but their division isn't the greatest, so they definitely have a chance. Uh, but uh, I also like this move for the Pirates, who are, again, like I mentioned before, selling high on guys that they would potentially not get as much for uh, later on in their career. Now we move on to the Twins trading right-handed pitcher Jose Barrios to Blue Jays for a shortstop slash center fielder Austin Martin and right-handed pitcher Simeon Woods Richardson. What are your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, so the Twins are obviously a team that uh, wasn't going to make the playoffs this year uh, after both of us expected them to, but uh, Jose Barrios definitely will help make the Blue Jays bullpen uh, not bullpen, uh, rotation, very good. And uh, I feel like the uh, the Twins are getting back quality uh, prospects. And like you mentioned, you can never have too many of them. So uh, the Twins are trying to prepare for the future. Obviously, they traded away Nelson Cruz. Um, I thought they may have been more, may, uh, I thought they would have made more moves, but obviously they didn't. Um, and they thought with this trade, they got enough back. And uh, I, I, I can't disagree. They, they did get a good... Uh, haul out of this yeah um from what i'm seeing austin martin and simeon woods richardson are were pretty high up in the blue jay system so that's a thing now we go to tigers trading left-handed pitcher daniel norris to the brewers for right-handed pitcher reese olsen so um brewers adding another arm as they need they need to get some more arms if they're going to try to contend with the number of arms the Dodgers have. What are your thoughts? Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth happening right now. Uh, and many teams are trying to contend with the Dodgers, Giants, and uh, Padres, uh, heads of the NL right now, even though they're all in the same division. Um, and Daniel Norris, Norris going to the Brewers is definitely a move to make that happen. Um, the Tigers are definitely a team not making the playoffs, and so trading a starting pitcher, Daniel Norris, to uh, uh, for a pitching prospect, I think is the right thing to do here. Now, uh, our second to final trade, as this will be a part one, and we'll do a part two next. We got the Indians trading left fielder Eddie Rosario and Cash to the Braves for first baseman Pablo Sandoval. And the Braves, this is one of the moves to help reshape their outfield as they've been lost to injuries and other off the field concerns. What are your thoughts on this? Eddie Rosario, I do think is a good pickup for uh, uh, the Braves. The team's still trying to contend after the loss of Acuna. Uh, Pablo Sandoval, uh, Pablo Sandoval definitely was not a guy uh, helping out the Braves, even though I do think he's still a quality player in this league. Uh, if he gets in the right situation, um, so him going to the Indians may spell the end of his career, or maybe he moves on next season and tries to continue on. But obviously, 
the Indians are trading out of a playoff spot. And uh, we'll see what happens with both of these guys. Now, our final trade for this episode is the Marlins trading right fielder Adam Duvall to the Braves for catcher Alex Jackson. So another move to help reshape the Braves outfield as they had, we just mentioned the trade for Eddie Rosario. They traded a few weeks ago for Jack Peterson and now Adam Duvall. What are your thoughts on this move? Yeah, Duvall, I think, used to play with the Braves, I'm pretty sure, last season. So this is a move that uh, makes sense. He's obviously somebody who's been acclimated to the locker room, and so I like this move. Yeah, I believe you're correct, as Duvall um, was with the Braves in 2018 to 2020, and he and Marcel Zuner became the first teammates in Major League Baseball history to hit three runs in consecutive games. So they're hoping that happens again this time. But that concludes our part one of the MLB trade episode. Of course, our next one will be a part two um, of the MLB trade deadline. So thank you for listening and be on the lookout for our next episode. Mm -hmm.